Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, and excited podcast host. Listen up, world changers. I told you guys on Tuesday, we were going to have a special guest. We have Kyla with us, and she is, she and her husband, they created an app. I, hey, look, I barely know how to download things. Nevertheless, like my tech guy is is out of the building. So if anything goes wrong, I'm messed up. But she knows how to create this kind of stuff. And she's going to be here with us talking about how to responsibly use tech with your little one. She's going to tell us all about her app. And we are going to have an amazing time together. Kyla, I'm going to turn it over to you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, a pediatric speech pathologist and uh, I have a little bit of background working with children of all ages in a clinic setting. And my husband and I decided to team up and create this uh, app baby together because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we wanted to do something that would help parents and caregivers in their homes and help them uh in all those hours that they're spending at home outside of speech therapy, you know, there's so many questions that happen when the speech therapist's not there. And for, for parents who don't have kids in speech therapy, I mean, language development questions come up all the time throughout childhood. Absolutely. So, um, so that's where, where Speakeasy came from. We, um, we started about a year ago and just launched our app a couple months ago. And uh, we're excited to kind of get it out there and, and see what parents think and, um, and hopefully reach more people than, you know, than I could ever reach on an individual basis uh, in a clinic. So. Right. That is huge. So, World Changers, did you guys hear that? She's a speech pathologist, too. I'm so excited about that. She is my <laughs> first speechy on the show. And so she knows what a morpheme is. You don't know how happy that makes me to know that like somebody else is in the room and who knows what that is. She knows what a phoneme is. That's exciting stuff, y'all. I'm just saying. So, Kyla, oh my goodness. What are your thoughts? Technology and little sugars. Obviously, you have much different thoughts than than I kind of do, but don't like I feel like I agree with you that we can use technology responsibly, but let me tell you, when world changers and little sugars come in my office i'm like no tech leave it alone have sit down time no no and then we meet each other somewhere halfway which makes me happy it makes them happy but that's usually my recommendations because i know that little ones are getting so much of it versus like that sit down interaction time so tell me how speak easy helps with that yeah absolutely I mean, it's such a tricky subject because tech is everywhere. It's part of our lives. It's yes. it's impossible to avoid. And you can say, avoid it. But, you know, it's easier, I think, sometimes to uh, to try to figure out the the way to incorporate it in the most, you know, in the most positive way and use its right. its benefits. So, I mean, one reason we created Speakeasy is to be able to reach more people than I could in an in-person you know, in a clinic and, um, and that it's helping us do that. But one thing about our app is that it is focused on the parents, on the caregivers. And so we're not saying put this app in front of your child and they'll learn how to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, there's a big danger in, in doing that. And there are some apps out there that, um, you know, that try to, and 
it sounds nice, right? I'm going to give my child this, this app, or I'm going to turn on this program and they're going to learn from it. And I can sit back and, you know, take a breather for a minute, but it just is unfortunately not how it works. Um, So speakeasy is focused on teaching the parents what they need to do um, in that direct face-to-face way with their child. So the idea is they get an activity idea. um, It explains kind of why this thing works and um, gives them some ideas for modifying. So it might tell them about, you know, playing with cars with their child on the floor and using a pause uh, while they're, while they're playing and then go through kind of the steps of how to do that. And then at the end it says, you know, go do it with your child, right? <laughs> right? That is the most important part. So a do <laughs> that's right. So, so the app is, um, is about the, you know, the teaching and the, and the framing and the giving the ideas. Um, because you know, that's often what, what parents need to get started. They just, they don't know where to start. Right. So, right. So um, once they have that idea, then they kind of can run with it and um, and do it face to face with their child. So that's where that's where Speakeasy is coming from. So funny enough, you said during the chat that the app is not designed to help parents um, in, in general, like make their child talk, that it's interactive. And I thought to myself when you said that, I was like, if it's, if it's up to that, then is there an app that can make dinner for me every day? Oh, man, I would be so happy. <laughs> and, and I say that in a jokingly way. But the serious seriousness of it is, is that we can't expect technology to replace the interpersonal communication and the Speakeasy app. It, it's like that catalyst that gives ideas on what to do when you're interacting or when you've run out of ideas or when you don't know how to engage like these are the steps or these are suggestions to help teach you how to engage and so i think that that's extremely powerful because sometimes when families leave speech when families leave their play groups when family leave these places that are teaching them and training them how to engage and interact and framing things around their little sugar. As soon as you hit the door, you forget 50% of that stuff unless there's an explanation. And so I know even for me in clinic, that's why I created home goals is so when you leave here, not only do I explain what you're supposed to do, but why you're supposed to be looking or why you're supposed to be doing it and what it should look like and how to carry that out. And so I think that for parents out there and for caregivers out there, that this is an amazing opportunity, not just in the um, not just for children who have speech and language delays, but even if you're looking for ways to engage and interact and play with and do with your little sugar, um, because it's, it's really, really important to have that foundation and to have as many tools as you can. So that that leads me to my next question. What principles do you think are most important when using technology for language development? Yeah, so uh, when, I mean, outside of our app, which is focused more on the parent, if you're thinking about using apps 
directly with your child. Um, there are a couple of things that I always think about. Um, and the biggest one is that it cannot replace face-to-face time. Yeah. Uh, face-to-face time where parents down on the floor playing, you know, I'm talking about young children, our app is focused on birth to five-year-olds. So um, I'm always picturing the kind of getting down on the floor, playing, really getting in there with your child. Right. And there is, there is no technology that can replace that experience. You know, all of the research says uh, a human, the way that, that children learn from humans is just different from the way that they learn from screens and the way that okay. they process that information, right? And, um, and also when you're, when you're getting face-to-face, you get all of that nonverbal communication mm-hmm. that is the, the side of communication that we don't automatically think about. You know, we think about first words, when's my child going to say their first word, you know, um, when are they going to tell me what they want to eat? But uh, those nonverbal skills, the eye contact, the reading facial expressions, that kind of back and forth um, that starts a conversation before a child can even have a conversation, right? They, right. <laughs> they make a sound and parent makes a sound and that um that engagement can't happen with an app so um so not a replacement what i what i always think about instead is um how parent and child can use that app together so Mm -hmm. if you're looking at the screen together the thing that i do love about apps and about technology in general is that it it gives you a lot of things to talk about right sometimes the Mm -hmm. problem is just oh you know, we've already read this book 20 times. Oh, we're going to play with the same toy again. I want something new to talk about, mm-hmm. some, some new words to introduce, things like that. And, um, and an app can really help with that. There are some specific ones that I like that I can talk about later, but um, it gives you that conversation starter. And so right. if parent and child are sitting down together and um, you know, playing a game, the parent can comment on what they're seeing or they can try giving a direction and see if the child will follow it and you know push push this button over here they can really work on that back and forth and the app then in that case is just uh you know the the conversation starter right right and the way to kind of guide them through that yeah and so what do what do world changers out there do when they find that like little sugar if they if the if the um, little sugar is trying to like take the the tech device away or kind of monopolize it. How can they calibrate in that moment or regroup in that moment and still try to engage without automatically letting them go and kind of do their own thing and almost puts them in a position to where they feel like, well, this child doesn't want to interact with me. So, you know, everybody only wants so much rejection. So how do they deal with that? How do they combat that? Um, what are some suggestions that you give? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because technology has this power, right? And <laughs> you see the the glazed zombie look that comes over kids' faces when they're staring at the screen, right? Um, and and that can really easily happen and get away from you. But um, I I like to use it as an opportunity for turn taking. And so sometimes sometimes that works. You give the child, you know, a minute to do their own thing. I might even set a timer and say, you know, here's your turn for a minute, and then um, I'm going to take a turn. And usually, I can get that interaction back, you know, moving toward me and that engagement um, when it's, you know, when it's my turn. So, keeping those boundaries, I think, is um, is really helpful. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And I've seen it happen a lot of times, especially now um, with, I like to call it COVID clinic (laughs) because everybody I'm seeing right now, it's on a screen, it's behind a screen. We're both behind a screen. And it took some time for the little sugars to get used to like having to leave the device there and engage or we play together like I might have my toys out on my side and they'll have their toys out or I'm narrating the play or I'm talking to mom and dad and they're like getting the grabitis and (laughs) and trying to come for the, the device. And so this definitely happens a lot and and i know it's a struggle for a lot of parents to to figure out like well okay if they're just going to take this away or take it away then i'm going to remove myself from the equation because it seems to be giving them something that i'm not giving them and i really like that you brought up that the the device can't replace the parent and and i think that a lot of world changers as they have their little ones and you go through like that first stage once you you have that little one and it's like getting used to the the little one coming and then learning how to interact and learning how to engage and then you want to fulfill their needs but you also still have life happening at the same time and so it's kind of hard to discern like what's appropriate and and what's not appropriate or how do i find that balance between those two worlds and so i had a question about the speak easy app when you guys when you when the parent is using it do they go in like do they pre go in and like pre-prepare or do they use it while simultaneously playing um with their little sugar the idea yeah is really to keep the screen separate from the playtime so ideally i mean you know (laughs) you're you're preparing ahead of time, right? I love you're how you laugh. Like, ideally. Well, you know, <laughs> ideally in, in the perfect parent life where there are no distractions and you have all the time in the world. Right? Oh, oh, oh. Um, you know, you some parents like to read it before bed. They get their notification. They think about, oh, what's the thing I, I can do tomorrow? And um, and they kind of just get that idea going. They can read as much background information as they want to um, to educate themselves about it at that point. Um, and then the idea would be that they take it from there. You know, I, uh, I can't, I can't control through the app what they're doing with right. their in person. And so that's, you know, it's tricky, but, um, yeah, sometimes parents are, you know, reading kind of skimming the activity on the screen and then, um, trying it with their child. We definitely encourage it to kind of be a, a, a separate, separate experience yeah. mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times, as as parents and during this time and i even had to learn when i was a new mom that how i show my attention how i divide my attention during that interaction is going to be how at some point they demonstrate that same behavior yeah that's a great point if it's you know if i'm supposed to be sitting down and engaging and i'm supposed to be doing my my five to seven minutes or five to ten minutes of play just to make sure that i get like that good FaceTime with you daily right it's it's hard for me to be doing this and then arguing that i'm giving you this and that i'm giving you like my full self if i'm doing this and this and this and this and, and so I think that sometimes we miss out on on those little moments. And, and like you alluded to earlier, the nonverbal communication, 
the little things that they do before they have language, those really cute little things they do when they still smell like cookies. That's Um, right. (laughs) Like you miss that stuff when you're doing this to this, but you're also teaching them how to kind of have not so great attention skills. And so I try to tread on that lightly, how I how I frame that and how I phrase that, because we have to remember that those first years is just one big observation before they're using those words. It's one big observation. And so if they're supposed to be like this and while you're like this, but they're you know, we're getting one of these numbers. Well, what do you think that's going to do to their attention? To their focus? No, it's such a good point. We, um, you know, as parents, we have to think about how we're modeling all the time and right. how we're using technology right. is is definitely going to influence how how our kids are using it. Yeah, I agree that uh, do as I say, not as you do stuff. It really doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Not so much. It does not work. But I, I think that, you know, in general, what you have created is so needed now. Um, recently, I was on a talk on a panel and it was with families who are learning how to navigate through um, receiving services. And the parents were really unfamiliar with how to um, engage with their, their little ones and not only how to engage with their little ones, but how to help them navigate through zoom school how to navigate through their services how to navigate through a lot of the things that they're taking for granted and i've even seen a lot of clinicians a lot of our clinicians have struggled with how do i engage how do i um i can't sit down and play with little sugar anymore like i have to be behind the screen and coach but maybe i haven't coached can the speak easy app from what i'm understanding can it kind of help provide like that probe or that that coach like kind of not necessarily take the place of a therapist but definitely be a good tool for like coaching along the way yeah absolutely um i mean the the coaching model uh, that we know about in speech therapy in those early years is really what it's based around we know that um the the best engagement and interaction and therefore change in language is going to happen um when if there's a therapist involved the therapist is guiding the parent seeing what works in their situation but letting the parent be the one who's hands-on and so in a lot of ways our current zoom situation yes uh, is actually sort of you know forcing people in that direction it can be really uncomfortable to start that you know i used to try to do that in um in the clinic i'd say okay now it's it's your turn like Mm -hmm. parent your turn to sit on the floor and try this and in that setting it's it's uncomfortable right um you know and the you feel like oh the speech therapist is going to do it better than i am and uh, or they're judging me (laughs) right (laughs) Um, which is totally not true i mean the the thing that parents have to know is that the the magic that they have as the parent of their child Mm -hmm. is not something that you know that a specialist can replace and we're just there to guide them so on the coaching side of things, um, yeah, it serves us. It serves as kind of a little voice in your ear to remind you uh, what to do and why. And then also on the on the therapist side of things, we're actually working on um, on launching some more tools that therapists can use uh, to help them with that coaching model when they're doing Zoom sessions. So using that the activities, um, but uh, 
with a little more guidance for um, for how to incorporate that and how to really keep the coaching the coaching going through the screen. Yes, that is wonderful. So I have a question then. So for the the world changers who download your app, they get your app. They're like, yes, I want some some tools. Tool me up. Get me some stuff. Get me um, just some ideas. I've played with the same red car 25 times. I just need new ideas about it. And I've gone through now I've, I've downloaded your app and I've gone through everything that you said to do. I need more support. Do you guys offer that one on one support? Do you guys offer any kind of additional guidance or consultation? Um, how do you guys kind of handle that? Yeah, well, um, we we don't yet. I would love to um, to to do more of that in the future um, and be more in person. We do have a chat feature on the app, and so parents okay. ask questions. They can um, submit a question about a specific activity, even, and say, "Oh, this isn't working for me." Um, and then I am able to give some suggestions um, for how to modify it. Some of that's built into the app to giving suggestions sure. for for how to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at with it right now. And I would hope to have some more in-person interaction in the future with it. I think that you are on to something wonderful. I'm so excited about it. Is there any other advice that you would give to parents as they go through this journey, as we're all learning together to cope in this very digital time now? (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give? You know, I, I like to say be easy on yourself it's it's such a, a hard time to to be navigating all of these everything that's going on in the world and with education and balancing distance learning and therapy and uh, you know suddenly having kids at at home more than you expected and um so on the technology side of things um you know i just don't be too hard on yourself if you if you need a little time to make dinner or to to get something done i I do think that that's an okay time to to pick a good app <laughs> and and give your child some time with it. You know, if the, if that's something that works for you, um, as long as it's as it's really limited and and used at those extra special moments. Very nice, very well said. So, if somebody was trying to find you, where do we find you? Uh, our website is speakeasycommunity.com. And directly from our website, you can make your account, set up the app. Um, you can also email us and, and contact us from there. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Kyla, it was a pleasure having you. You are amazing. You guys are on to something wonderful. I love that you guys are a husband and wife team. That just makes it all the more magical. <laughs> so we love it too. Changes. Yes. <laughs> world changes. That's all we have for today. As always, I had an amazing time sharing this information with you guys, connecting with you guys so we can all become better together. Let's continue to get tooled up. Go to iheartspeechtherapy.com, find past podcast episodes, blogs. You can go to my YouTube page, Sharina Williams, CCCSLP. You can find me there, whole YouTube channel, all kinds of fun stuff. Until the next time, y'all, take care. <laughs>